successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining me again today here on 980 KMBZ as well as on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and at GrillNationShow.com. Hope you're having a great week and uh, hope all is well. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation. So I love when uh, folks reach out via social media. We're on all social medias, but tend to tend to promote more on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, really big show today. Before we get to our, our guests, uh, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show. Uh, title sponsors of the show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Uh, guest host and contributors of the show are Reactor Design Studios, Clifton Alexander, One Light Luxury Apartments, and the Rieger and Jay Rieger and Co., who uh, I'd love to introduce. Ryan Maybe, who's a guest host and honor contributor, a bi-monthly guest on our show. He uh, He's with me today. Uh, welcome to the show, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? It's good to see you. It's We haven't had you back. on since July. I know. It's been a while. Summer flew by. Um Thanks for your support of the show, obviously. And uh, today, uh, we'll get into what you've been up to in a second. But today, uh, our guest who you've uh, invited on the show is Colby Geralt, who's the uh, founder. Uh, him and his wife own Blue Stem and the Rye, or excuse me, Rye in uh, Mission Farms. Right. They will be opening up a new restaurant. Uh, we'll find out. I think it's going to be shortly after Thanksgiving on the plaza, uh, the second Rye location. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Um, I love Rye. I think it's great. But, uh, Getting out to Mission Farms uh, is a lot more challenging for me than you might think. I uh, I kind of exist in my little bubble down downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love Rye. I'm I'm excited to see a, a second location on the plaza. It'll be really cool. So we're going to talk to Colby about kind of why the why the why behind the Leewood location, the why behind the plaza location, the um you know process I guess you will of how this kind of came to be. And uh, we'll talk about some of his other endeavors. He's got a couple books out now. They've got a barbecue sauce and a hot sauce. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of things to talk about. And we'll also talk about some interesting high-level Kansas City topics, uh, questions you know, we'll probably ask him, such as, you know, are we oversaturated? Are there too many new restaurants going in, in Kansas City? Is it is it too high-end of a restaurant scene? Is it... You know, all of these different things. Do, can, uh, what, what do we need? What do we don't need? We can geek out on that stuff all day. Yeah, we will Easy. definitely geek out on that with Colby Geralt, our guest on the Grill Nation show. The website for his restaurant is ryekc.com. Ryan Maybe, who's also joining me today from the Rieger and Manifesto, as well as Jay Rieger and Co., is on Twitter at Roundtable Rye. So we'll come back after the break here with uh, Colby Geralt, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Ryan, you've been a busy man, obviously, Jay Rieger and Co. and the Rieger. Uh, what's been going on in your world lately? Well, this this year has been pretty much a whirlwind. I mean, uh, the Rieger and Manifesto are doing great, kind of chugging right along, uh, continuing to grow. Um, you know, I couldn't be more proud of the the team that we have down there and, and you know, what what we're doing. 
Um, and at that same time, Jay Rieger and company has kind of, uh, taken over my, um, my existence, uh, at least, uh, especially this past year, I've been traveling more than I ever have. Uh, we're now in, which it's another reason why you're a supporter of the uh, new KCI. Oh, you know, <laughs> considering how much I'm flying out of KCI now, it's, uh, it's pretty apparent, uh, how sorely lacking we are in that, in that department. You know, what's um, great too is, uh, if we do get it passed and the, what, what will happen most likely is you will have more direct flights and nonstops. Yeah, well, that's exactly the point. I mean, yeah. uh, to, to that point exactly, um, I have to go to Louisville, right? Uh, we're, we're in the state of Kentucky and if I go to Louisville, I cannot get a direct flight to Louisville. Like literally cannot. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm going to New Orleans, there's maybe one, uh, I might have like one option. I'm really limited on, on times that I can fly in and out and, and imagine taking a, a, a connecting flight to Louisville where you have to fly to Atlanta first. You know, it ends up being an eight-hour travel time to fly to Atlanta <laughs> to connect to fly back to Louisville. Yeah, right. Now, so this just happened uh, two, three weeks ago. I had to hit uh, uh, do a thing in Louisville, and I just decided, you know, screw it. I'm just going to rent a car. And that way, I turned it into a whole road trip. So I made my first stop in St. Louis, and then the next day, drove to, to Louisville, Kentucky, spent a couple days there, then drove up to Indianapolis, Mm-hmm. And, uh, did some work there and then hit Chicago for one day and then back to Kansas City, put like 1800 miles on a car, uh, over the course of a week. But honestly, if I had tried to, to do that, like flying out of KC, um, it would have been even more of a hassle. It would have been, been a, a real struggle. So I, I do think it's something that we, we, it's we long need. overdue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the direct flights. It's something that, uh, doesn't get enough attention, but direct flights out of KC to other, other cities is one of the biggest advantages I think we'll have with the new airport. And, and that'll be because we'll have, um, more space than with, with the way the airport's set up. You know, I mean, right. it's, it's right now it's just a long circle where they can't, they can't bring in these new airplanes. And also too, like they're shipping a lot of Southwest at least is shipping a ton of business to St. Louis and St. Louis. It's double the cost and, and, and for them to fly out of St. Louis for each flight and each flyer. And so we would figure those flight, a lot of those flights will come to Kansas City. It just makes sense. I mean, I think St. Louis is probably pretty worried about that, right? I mean, if we do get a new KCI, I think. they are going to be, scrambling to, to to redo their airport as well yeah. um ryan maybe is our guest host we'll be on with colby Geralt from right kc as well today so you've been traveling a lot uh recently saw you move too yeah i just uh i've been in the crossroads for about 11 years you're kind of the king and, of the crossroads there uh, <laughs> you were there I, don't, I don't know about that but i i loved it there i loved living there um and i had a, a condo there for the last bought a condo back in 2014 and uh just decided with what we're doing at jay rieger and company i wanted to be closer to the uh, to the East Bottoms, want to be closer to the distillery, but still in the city. And I think that neighborhood is just primed for, uh, for growth. Uh, the Northeast area, Pendleton Heights, Scarrett, uh, around there. So I, I got a, I went from a, a modern, uh, condo to a, a 121 year old house, uh, <laughs> on Independence Avenue. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting move for you. So you just recently did that. Uh, it looks like you have a park near you. I do. I've got a, yeah, just across the street, you know, like Cliff Drive. It's really beautiful. So they have a, um, a 5K that I did, uh, or 10K a while back called the Cliff Drive, uh, 10K or whatever. Yeah. And you run through that area. It's and I, I had no idea it even existed. It's absolutely beautiful and, and some beautiful homes, stunning, just massive homes, uh, up there kind of tucked away on this bluff, uh, just, uh, overlooking the river on the east side. It's so cool. Uh, well, hopefully that area keeps developing, man. I hope so. And you're closer to the yeah. distillery. Uh, yeah. any, any exciting things happening with Jay Rieger and co that, uh, you know, you got the holiday season here coming up. A lot of spirits. Will you know, be shared. we, we do. Um, 
for the holidays, we're we're doing a limited edition, uh, uh, collector's edition label for the Kansas City whiskey. Okay. And so it's not a different whiskey at all. It's the exact same product that's in the, the Kansas City whiskey bottle right now, uh, but with a special holiday themed label that uh, we basically, we took uh, design elements from an old uh, ad that, that our company did back in the early 1900s. It was called the White Book that they released every holiday year and, and had holiday uh, deals and stuff like that. So we just took some of the the design elements from that and uh, applied it to the label and we're doing a limited run and it'll only be available during the holidays and then gone. And uh, so that should be I fun. love those things. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's look at like companies like Maker's Mark, right? Right. With their bottle. With, yeah, they do like the green wax for the holidays or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. red and yeah, green. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's essentially that. It's We're not changing the product, just doing a special uh, uh, cheery label. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Ryan, maybe everything good at Manifesto and the Rieger as well? Rocking and rolling. We're gearing up for the holidays. We've got... Um, we new have menu a, options, a, right? new menus. We have the whiskey brunch coming up. We do a brunch once in a while at the Rieger. It's coming up on November 11th. Then we're going to do the Rieger legacy dinner on uh, December 4th, actually downstairs at Manifesto. We're going to serve dinner down there, which we've Check never it done out. before. What's your website for that? The RiegerKC.com. The RiegerKC.com for all the information. Ryan maybe is the guest host supporter of grill nation. That's with me today. And we'll be joined by Colby Geralt's from the Rye, or excuse me, from Rye and from uh, Blue Stem here after the break. You're listening to Grill Nation. We'll sing a victory tune And we'll all meet back at the local saloon We'll raise up our glasses against evil force Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill, 980 AM KMBZ And also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio as well as at GrillNationShow.com Excited to have our uh, guest host, partner and supporter of the Grill Nation Show, Ryan Maybe. Uh, Jay Rieger and Co. and the Rieger uh, in Kansas City back on the show this week. It's been a while uh, since we last saw him. He's a busy man, and uh, each and every time he comes on the show, which is usually bi-monthly, uh, he brings on a exceptional guest, which we previewed in the first segment a little bit. Uh, I'm very excited to have on our guest today, uh, Colby Geralts from uh, Bluestem and Rye, and also an author, I believe. Aren't you, Colby? Yeah. You're doing a lot of stuff. We can get into all that, but on the show today, we're going to touch on a lot of different topics. Uh, and uh, welcome to the show, Colby. How are you? Thanks. Good. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Ryan always uh, pulls these rabbits out of his hat with some really good guests. Uh, we've had some really good shows, so I'm excited to have you on. For our listeners who uh, don't know about you, tell us about uh, some of the things you've been up to, your background. I know you are from this area as well. Yep. Born and raised here. Um, my wife and I uh, opened... Well, we met in Chicago. You guys had done some work uh, throughout the country, right? Yeah, we were. She's spent, she's she's also got a pretty pretty strong resume. Yeah, as well. she's from Chicago originally. We met there, and then uh, went to Vegas for a few years, and then L.A. and then back here. Wow. So we opened Blue Stem in '04, so we're old dogs at this now. Back um, at a time where Westport <laughs> didn't have many good restaurants. I mean, I don't. It seems like. It's always had stuff, but we have to look back and it's really been look really at it. cyclical. You yeah. know, I feel like we've seen Westport cycle through different eras. I love where it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 been great, but yeah, we've always been kind of the west side of Westport. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's I, I'm I'm happy where it is now. Mm-hmm. Ryan, how, how long have you guys known each other? What's your I'd say story? since probably. Probably around that time, yeah. You know, right around the. I you remember. Were, I remember when uh, Blue Stem opened, and I I opened JP Wine Bar just two years right. later. Yep, two thousand six. I think when I met you, you were selling for 
Oh, uh, that's right. No, I was working for major brands, major in, brands. in 2000. So in 2004, I left Pierpont. I worked there as a bartender for five years and became that a That doesn't som, seem and, like that long ago either. No, <laughs> I know. It doesn't seem like, I know. It's, it does, it does feel like yesterday. But yeah, I was, uh, um, uh, I was selling wine for, uh, major brands at the time for the seller selections right. division. And Blue Stem wasn't my account, but, um, I loved it and we went in there a lot because it was obviously a, uh, maybe it was my account. Was Blue Stem my account? I don't know. I don't remember. I think God, Ronnie Jaco kind of like kept that one under her hat a little bit. Yeah, like it was, was technically my account, but she liked to kind of bit like pamper you guys. We had that. We started off with that little dining room too. We didn't even have the lounge. Right. So no, was, you didn't. It, it was, was, it was tiny. It was small. <laughs> yeah. So Blue Stem's still, still going strong, right? Yeah. 14 years and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been going. I mean, I think we have a certain niche with what we do mm-hmm. um, that there isn't a ton of room for in Kansas City. And I think that we've been able to kind of hold on to that kind of market share of that high-end fine dining. Um, it, it's helped us a lot that we have been so small. I think it's hard to do the level of food we're doing much bigger than the restaurant we have now because it's just, there's not that many, you know, we have, we have a very narrow mm-hmm. uh, customer that wants to do, wants to experience that level of food and that time commitment price point and what have you. So I, I think we've been able to, to hang on because we've stayed focused on, on what we do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cool little area. You got, you, you guys got Bluestem and then the neighbor to the, to the left, I think is Popeye. It's been there for yep. a long time. Yep. And so that's kind of a I cool little Popeye. niche. Popeye's good. Yeah. yeah he, they're good people over there. So um, take us fast forward a little bit. You decided to open up a restaurant in the Burbs mm-hmm. uh, down at Mission Farms. That right. was Rye. Yep. What year was that? Um, that'll be five years ago in December. Okay. And that was in a location that is now developing, obviously, tons of good restaurants down there and good, good. There's, there's living mixed use now. Um, that was in a space that wasn't successful. So right. you guys moved in. Right. Tell us about tell us about why that became <laughs> successful and why you decided to take on that risk, because we'll get into that uh, with your new endeavor. But uh, why did you think you could make it work there? Um, I So I grew up in that neighborhood, okay. literally blocks from there. Um, all the kids I grew up, their parents, some of the kids still live in that neighborhood. Their, a lot of the parents still do. And, uh, you know, I really felt like I had a, a pulse on who the people were in that neighborhood and the kind of food they like and the kind of stuff they like to drink and the kind of atmosphere they wanted. And you know, at the time, Megan and I had had blue stem for, you know, quite a while, 10 years. And, you know, like I said earlier, we, we had, we had really realized that we had a really narrow customer base that we were, we were catering to. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to build a restaurant that was built more for Kansas city, something that's more uh, that we had little, you know, we had two little kids and we wanted to be able to go out to a restaurant and eat, food that wasn't challenging, but was delicious. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, be able to have a good cocktail program, mm-hmm. have a great wine program. And so we just kind of took all those things and put it together. And, and when we were out trying to explain it to people on what we wanted to do, we just got blank faces. You know, they sure. were like, you want to do fried chicken and wine? And, you know, no one really got it, but it, it kind of came together and it, it fit really well in that, in that, demographic there and in that area and we overlooked that pond and it just kind of all clicked and now we've had five years four or five years and we've really re- refined the the concept and and yeah it's it's done very well i remember that that really clearly actually because uh, about two years before that um i knew that colby and megan were looking at expanding and opening up another another restaurant i think i tried to convince you to come down to the crossroads <laughs> and specifically come down to where the Rieger is now right. because i, I knew that 
1924 Maine was going to go out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, shortly after I opened Manifesto, I opened Manifesto in April of 09, and I the writing was on the wall with 1924 Maine. Yeah, and I remember approaching Colby and and uh, sitting down with him at the lounge in, in Blue Stem and and said, "Dude, take over this restaurant space." <laughs> um, but uh, I'm kind of glad you didn't. Well, you know what's funny about that? I tell people that all the time. I tell people we had that conversation. And I could have never done what you guys all have done with the Rieger. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's serendipitous how all that stuff happens. Oh, absolutely. At the time, um, again, I was like, I we had been in Westport for so long. And I was kind of looking to find a different market, if that's the right way. You know, I did. I wanted a little bit of that suburban, you know, demographic i i I wanted a piece of that and i i was afraid that if i went down to the the rieger that i would basically be robbing from my own clientele at blue stem so i just Mm kind of wanted to get out of the market a little bit but i do i remember that i remember that very well and i'm I'm glad I didn't either because everything works out just fine. It wasn't that long after that, that I met Howard and, and we yeah. started to, to work on our, you know, talk about our, our, you know, cohesive vision for that yeah. restaurant. And then I think that really allowed, you know, I, honestly at, at that point, I mean, the, the future of manifesto was up in the air too, because yep. if some, if 1924 Maine went out of business and if I wasn't able to, to do something with the first floor, there's a good chance that I would have lost manifesto right. as well. Um, so that's why I either wanted someone that I knew and trusted and respected, you know, to kind of take over where I could just kind of keep the bar going in the basement. Um, or I would have to, you know, do the whole thing. And fortunately, uh, you know, that's when I met Howard. Yeah. You, and he, it needed somebody super passionate to go in there for me. It started to become a business at that point, you know, and you, having that young blood in there. I think it's pretty, pretty a testament to what Ryan's done too. Like through the streetcar, through all of that, people were, oh, yeah. he was a positive on that through the development that hasn't happened yet next door, which will happen across the street. <laughs> I mean, just dilapidated buildings, the Herbert house burning down. The, oh, yeah. Now there's a hotel going up. I mean, there's just so much things happen that you guys kind of withstood. There's, and there's a lot. Yeah. I, I think I, I know I've said this before uh, on this show, but you know, when I first moved into the crossroads, it's been 11 years now. Um, since I opened JP Wine Bar, and what I back then, what I kind of envisioned for the crossroads, and and hoped it would become, and we're just now really starting to see that come to fruition. I mean, it's come so far, yeah. You know, and both west and east, the whole thing, man. It's it's blowing up. Yeah, I no, will say this: I did have breakfast this morning with someone, and he works in the crossroads, his office in the crossroads. He's like, when you have Colby on the show and Ryan, tell them we need a. There's someone that's got to open up a fast casual restaurant in the crossroads because there is none. That serves breakfast. That's yeah, that, that you can go into and not spend twenty dollars, fifteen to twenty dollars on a lunch. If you're having lunch every day as a as a as a uh, business owner with clients, everything or you want to grab like a quick thing and go back to the office, there's only a handful of places. You're there right. Really there's there's a handful. They're yeah. they're they're not non existent uh, in the neighborhood, but there's only a handful. There's you know, there's grinders and grinders Howard's. west and there's Lulu's and uh, There's there's apparently a food uh what do they call it? A food mall going in there too. <clears throat> Potentially, I've heard uh, kind, in one of the buildings. All kinds of opportunities there. Food, you know, food trucks and food. I, I forgot the name, but yeah, I think I know who's doing that. Okay, well, that's my point. Name. So, yeah. so, so, my point is, is like, I think that would do well. You know, it, I mean, it's, it's definitely it's it's changed leaps and bounds. I mean, and the whole city has. I mm-hmm. mean, we came back here, like I said, no four, and it was. It's not that it was stagnant by any means, but something happened at some point where. And I don't think it's just Kansas City. I think it's Cincinnati. I think it's Cleveland. I think it's, you know, Omaha. It's like everyone woke up one morning and decided it's cool to be where they're from. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's what happened in Kansas City. Everyone's like, well, you know what? I'm proud to be from here. And everyone started investing in the culture. A lot of talented people decided to move back or stay Mm -hmm. here to start, especially in your all's industry. Yeah. Where it's typically they might go to. Yeah. I mean, we all had a chip on our shoulder for years about, you know, we're not getting any love from the food media, the national media. And, and, you know, that doesn't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. So now, now, now you guys get a lot of love. Yep. (laughs) You're an author. Yeah, you are. You're an author. So you're, 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 you're an entrepreneur. We like that. Um, <laughs> Colby Geraltz is our guest from, uh, Blue Stem and Rye, as well as a Ryan Maybe guest host and contributor to Grill Nation. Guys, in our next segment, uh, there's some really big news that one of the reasons we wanted to have Colby on is because they are opening up a second Rye location here pretty soon on the plaza, which will be interesting to talk about that, the political stuff around that. And, and now you're going to be opening there in a space that, you know, might not have been as successful as other places, just kind of like the Leewood location that you guys have made successful. We'll want to talk about that. And then in our final segment today, we'll talk uh, a little bit more about the Kansas City restaurant scene and, you know, are we getting too oversaturated? Is there room for growth? Do we have enough people living here, enough businesses? Uh, I'd like to get into that as well. I think that's interesting to talk about. So uh, appreciate you guys joining me today. Obviously, Ryan, thanks for uh, guest coasting and contributing to the show. And uh, right back on our next segment, I really want to get into the second Rye location and why you decided to do it, the process, and what people can look forward to at the new Plaza location. You're listening to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining me. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill on KNBZ 980 AM, as well as appreciate you listening via podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, as well as at grillnationshow.com, where you can find a list of all of our supporters, sponsors, uh, photos of our guests, as well as all of our shows on the website at grillnationshow.com. Our guest today is Colby Geraltz, guest host and contributor to Grill Nation. Also with me is Ryan Maybe from The Rieger and Jay Rieger and Co., great companies here in Kansas City. And Colby is with uh, Bluestem and Rye. And we were uh, talking about kind of your, your initial background and the couple locations you've opened so far, one of which uh, we haven't talked about yet is your second Rye location, which you will be opening up on the plaza here shortly. Uh, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show. Uh, any insight on when you will be opening the restaurant? We think just the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Hoping. Interesting. Nice, nice, slow, <laughs> quiet, peaceful opening. Well, right? there's there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of politics involved in that too. Because sure. the, the, you know, mm. obviously the plaza, and I don't blame them. They don't want any construction when shopping season's in full swing. So we're getting there. We're getting there. And um, <laughs> the website is ryekc.com. Um, tell us about this. Tell us about this journey. I've read a few articles about it uh, in the local media. You decided to take take on another restaurant. I, it seems I like did. it hasn't been very long since you opened up. I'm, five I'm not years. sure how excited I am about doing one after this. <laughs> and it's not been a bad. It's not been a bad experience. It's just I forget how you know. Well, when I, it's I not re- done. How stressful it is to get. It done. Yeah, right. I'd heard about yeah. this a while back through the rumor mill that you might be opening, and I think a lot of people got excited because uh, at the time, you know. We didn't have as many local restaurants yeah. on the plaza, and now it seems to be that we're having more and more. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, <laughs> it's a lot it's, of competition, it, it, right? Colby? It is, it is. But you know, I think it's good because we'll obviously all see what works and what doesn't work. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the beauty of it. I'm, you know, it, 
it's always going to be that way. Restaurants are cool, you know, now more so than they were even 10 years ago. Everybody, you know, I think, I don't know if it's our generation or what, but everyone eats out all the time. Mm -hmm. People love good food. People love good wine. And I think people see, you know, market opportunity for that. And, uh, you know, they jump on it. So. So how did this happen? How, how did the space that you're going into was the uh, M&S Grill space over by the fountains over there? Yep. Over by P.F. Chang's. It used to be Morton's Grill for a few weeks. Yeah, it, it, was like. M- <laughs> it was M&S Grill and then it was Morton's Grill. And people um, forget how long M&S Grill was there. I did. It was yeah, there for I think a long time. I think it was like eight, seven or eight years. It might have been nine years. We really wanted that space because it's literally the same exact size as our Leewood location. Two private dining rooms, same square footage in the kitchen bar and dining room. So it was just a really easy plug, plug and play for us. Um, you know, as far as I, I've always thought I've all, since I've gotten in the restaurant business, I've always dreamt of having a place down there. I think the plaza is kind of the beachfront of Kansas city. You know, it's, it's where, you know, people go to shop. It's people go to Tivoli, people go there and spend money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've, I've always wanted to have a place down there and, and this spot opened up and it took us a long time. We started, negotiating with Highwoods and um uh you know we were kind of progressing and then they they kind of shut down negotiations and it was obviously because they were selling mm-hmm. and when that happened I we thought we lost the deal and we looked at a lot of different we had two hotel projects approach us um we had a couple other restaurant tours approach us about doing some collaboration stuff with them and everything just didn't seem you know like I wanted it Mm-hmm. And there wasn't enough ownership there. People wanted us to put too much money in and it was just some of that, those kind of things, the project. And I just kept thinking about that project on the plaza. And so I called my real estate guy again and about three or four months had passed. And I said, let's, let's see if they're open to talk to us again. And, and we finally got something done. Mm-hmm. So it took a while. Sounds like it, right? It's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> and it seems like the, the plaza's kind of the pendulum on the plaza swinging back the other way. Cause it seems to me like I think so. historically the plaza was, the you know the epitome of local independent Kansas City dining, yeah. and then for a long time it kind of went the other way, where you see a bunch of uh, big national corporate chains moving in, M and S, you know McCormick right. and Schmicks, Capital Grill, and and a lot of the independent uh, operators were were going to other parts of of the city, right? Um, and now it's kind of going back the other way. Monarch just way. opened. Yep. You know you've got bread and butter concepts doing their thing down there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah, there's, cool there's lots and it is cool to see. And it's a, you know, it's about time and, you know, the history of down there, you know, we actually, the building that we're in is the first building they built down there. So ours, the, our building's the oldest building on the plaza. And when we wow. pulled up all the floors, we found all the Imperial marble that was there and all the, uh, cherry wood flooring that was there from, you know, wow. years and years ago. And we found out, uh, it used to be a soda fountain. And so this, you can look on the floor in the marble where the bar is, and you can see all the rings from where the hmm. soda fountain stools were, and that's right where our bar is. So there's just there's a lot of cool history down there, and and it's mm-hmm. just you know as a restaurant tour, I don't know, it's always been my dream. What is uh what is kind of your target demographic here? So you you you've done I, the Bluestem thing. That was the I think it's the same demographic that we have in in Leewood. You know, it's like it's just the people like, like us, you know, the people with kids and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the families. And I mean, I, I, I love to call rye a family restaurant. You know, I, I think it is, I think it's someplace that you can take your kids or you can take your grandparents or you can take your parents mm-hmm. and you can have a good time and you eat good food. And at the same time, have good drinks and cocktails. Mm-hmm. And, and take us through some of those options with food. I've eaten there a handful of times, but for our listeners who maybe don't live out in 
in Johnson County that haven't been? What are we looking at? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we buy as local as we can, you know, as big of a cliche that is now, it's very important to all of us. So, you know, most of our, our produce and everything comes from, and it's all, you know, handcrafted through us. We do lots of steaks. Uh, fried chicken is probably the biggest seller that we have. When I was a little kid, there used to be, um, uh, uh, fried chicken place on, where the Acura dealership is on 103rd between State Line and Warnell. Mm-hmm. There's a place called Boots and Coats, and it was an old roadhouse, kind of like Stroud's used to be. And we went there every Thursday night when I was a kid. So I've always kind of had, whenever I think of my friends and my family, it's like we always ate fried chicken. So that was a big driver on why we wanted to do that with rye. And so that's probably our biggest seller. Plus my wife does, you know, all homemade pies, you know, and all the desserts and She's 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 got a, a very well known pastry background, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. She's my second half by all means. <laughs> <laughs> and so you guys also too. One of the things I always loved about Br- or uh, Blueston was you had a brunch there that was affordable, good, and yes. great food. And so you guys are going to be doing a brunch at Rye. Yeah, so we we actually closed the brunch at Bluestone. I know, I was very sad about yeah, that. Yeah, there was a lot of people that were sad about that. We got a lot of flack about it. But it was hard to staff, and, mm-hmm. you know, we were only have so many people and all the servers and cooks. They would close at Saturday night and then have to wake up and be back. And I heard moans and groans about that for way, way, way too long. So. But, you know, it's a good. it was probably the right decision, especially if yeah. you knew in the back of your mind that, hey, we're going to do this yeah. down the street at Rye. And it's the same thing. You know, the lunch or the brunch that we have at, at rye south is the same thing we did at blue stem it's just bigger it's a bigger brunch menu and then we'll do brunch on the plaza and then we'll do breakfast monday through friday oh really yeah do you feel like um what you guys did with rye like making it more uh approachable family oriented that kind of thing did that allow you to be more progressive and more ambitious with the menu at blue stem i think so um you know obviously i have chefs in both locations now and they've got a bunch of influence on what goes on but I mean, it, it freed up a lot. I think I, we found ourselves for many years at Blue Stem trying to walk that line, right? Um, between being <coughs> pedestrian isn't the word, but being a little bit more, um, you know, conscious to what everybody wants. Well, you guys are way ahead of your time. Blue Stem was it, it was very cutting edge for Kansas City in yes. two thousand and four. Four, yeah. If we, <laughs> I look back on it, I would. I would tell anybody not to do what we did in 2004. <laughs> but now it's but, much more widely accepted, yes, especially with it is. having that kind of uh, uh, the contrast between Rye and Blue right. I mean, yeah, and it's kind of nice for me personally because we do. We, I, I, I can kind of satisfy both sides of, of my creativity, you know. Right. We can, we can do the more progressive things at Blue and But yeah, definitely. I mean, to answer your question, I think it's really given us a chance to kind of go a little bit deeper. So in addition to all this growth, uh, you also have written a couple of books and have a barbecue sauce now, yes, right? Yes. Tell us about that. And, and what's the reasoning behind that? That's a, that seems to be a tough market to get into in Kansas city. Which one barbecue sauce <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or cookbooks or both? Barbecue sauce. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, well, we make all our own sauces at the restaurant and actually, um, I have some for you guys. Oh, good. I'm excited to try this. I and, think this uh, is the, the first time a guest has brought us swag. Uh, well, yeah, actually it is. And well, a few of them have, and, but it's not as good as this. This is, this is top of the line stuff here. We got hot sauce. We got barbecue sauce. Good branding. Oh, we got a yeah. hat too. Oh, Ryan, I love Ryan gets way too much swag. I'm sure. So. <laughs> yeah, this will I just go hats. in the back of the car. With I just, the rest I've of been it. waiting. I for just a, moved, and you have hat. no idea how how true that is. Oh yeah, so this. much junk. Love this. This I is awesome. This is gonna be great. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, my so pleasure. We got all this swag now. Tell yeah. us about this sauce. So the hot sauce is really what. I mean, the barbecue sauce is so much as 
I don't want to say it's a, a sister to the hot sauce, but the hot sauce, people steal it constantly from the restaurant. And so we decided we wanted to start, you know, I like them sitting on the table. So we wanted to bottle them. I like it, the logo and the branding. Thank you. The labels we'll, are we'll great. Post, we'll, post a, uh, we'll post a photo and a Snapchat of this here in a little bit. Yeah, that's the Hammer Out did that. They're awesome people. Um, but yeah, it, it started out as we wanted them on the table. Um, we just wanted them to be table sauces and I never really intended to have them sold in stores, but you know how it goes. We're inevitably going to do that. The entrepreneur, right? <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a barbecue sauce guy, so I'll definitely take this, give this to the girlfriend. She loves hot sauce. Yeah. And we actually just did a collaboration with Pizzeria Locale. Um, Lachlan and Bobby are friends of ours. They're in Boulder and they've got a couple of pizza places here and, um, we just did a charity with the Children's Protection Center where I did a barbecue pizza for them and they use all our sauces. Oh, wow. Pizzas. Colby Geralt is our guest, uh, ryekc.com. I'm looking at the uh, story. You guys will have nearly 100 employees. We're getting close to break here. Is that, is that when true? we open the plaza, we'll have over 200. Wow. Wow. So yeah. you'll have a lot of employees down there. Yes. The big space, 7,000 <laughs> square feet, 8,000, 8,000 square feet. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, wow. And we're looking at a, Post Thanksgiving opening for all the listeners. So right around the corner. Uh, in our last segment today, we're going to talk about more about Kansas City restaurant and food scene, uh, and talk about some other fun stuff here on the Grill Nation show. We'll break down our barbecue sauce maybe here in a second during the break as well. You're listening to Grill Nation here on KMBZ 980 AM. I appreciate you joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I appreciate you sticking with us today on 980 AM KMBZ as well as on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and at GrillNationShow.com. Our guest today is Colby Geralt from Rye and Blue Stem, an entrepreneur as well as uh, an author. He has a couple books out there and now a... Um, makes barbecue sauce, hot sauce, mm. and brought some in for us today. He uh, hammer hammer pressed did a good job on hammer these uh, on the logo and branding. <laughs> yes, uh, the bottles look great. Also joining me today is Ryan Maybe, who is also a uh, great guy here in Kansas City, doing a lot of cool things uh, to grow the the cool factor in Kansas City with a great restaurant and a great brand, Jay Regreen Co. I'm sure all of you have now tried it. Uh, if you're a whiskey, bourbon, uh, gin, vodka drinker you've got about everything now ryan uh We're covering also, most of the bases also the rieger uh great restaurant in kansas city down in the crossroads is usually pretty full and uh, does a really good job as well as manifesto so you guys have been in the business now for quite a while uh it seems to me there are more you guys were kind of pioneers at least in this generation i guess it seems to me there's now a a lot of people that decide i'm gonna open up a restaurant right um and we're seeing more and more of that maybe that's the economy and Maybe that's uh, other factors with growth in different areas of the city, but uh, it seems to be there's a lot of competition now. More there's a so lot of competition from local, I, local guys, and but I I see that as mostly a good thing. You know, yeah, like like too. when when we first opened when I first opened JP Wine Bar in the Crossroads in 06, and then there's opened, nothing there. There was nothing going yeah. on, and then opened Manifesto in 2009. I was really I wanted more comp- competition. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted more places to open up because. The way I looked at it was it just gave more people a reason to come to the crossroads. And if there's more people gravitating towards the crossroads, there's more people that are going to be exposed to my business, right? And then if if the crossroads becomes more appealing overall, more people will want to live there, companies will want to have offices there, and that's how you 
build density and overall yep. growth. So competition was never anything that really uh, concerned me. And I've always looked at it in a mostly positive light. But I also think now we're kind of at the point where uh, in a lot of areas in, in our industry and in, in the bar and, and restaurant industry, there is some saturation. And the biggest struggle that I, I see happening is not necessarily the lack of uh, consumers willing to go out, but it's staff. Yep. It's, it's labor. <laughs> that's another question, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I knew he was going to say that because I think everyone's feeling the that's, same. That's thing the same sure. issue that, you know, as we grow as a city, you know, when you're putting in bids for Amazon or putting in bid for big companies, I mean, you have companies that are out there like big companies like Cerner that need continually need new yeah. talent. And then if we get more, com- so these, these ad agencies have done it for a long time. You got people, high talent moving from place to place to place. You guys are trying to keep your great talent you have and then. More good restaurants open up and it's tough. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, I think it is a product of the economy getting better. And, um, you know, I think five years ago, at least on my side of the food side of things, um, I think it was cool to be a chef five years ago. And it's, <laughs> and then everyone, once the, once the show's mellowed out and everyone figures out how hard work it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so yeah, staffing is definitely the issue. You know, we get oversaturated and we lose staff, I think more than we worry about customer base mm-hmm. That's I, you, interesting. you do it you do a good job and you serve a good product and you have good service you'll always have customers it's awesome i mean it's just the bottom line and two i think with your new location i know the plaza worked on some or been a part of some stuff i mean it seems to me there's going to be more mixed use going down there yeah. there's going to be more business space yeah there's a new building that's going to just broke ground yeah, last week 46 pin i mean absolutely you'll get more of that uh lunchtime customer i would assume and mm-hmm. breakfast customer and and business person because, you know, the, the travelers hopefully will keep coming in and get the new airport passed. There'll be more and more people coming into town. It's not Absolutely. just your typical same old people. Let's, be gross. let's please get the airport. Yeah. We, yes. We're working let's on that. <laughs> Vote if you're in Kansas, Missouri. And a lot of business owners who live in the Kansas side are like, I have a business I know, in Missouri. Can I not I, vote? I'm that guy. Totally. I, I say that all the time. I'm like, why can't we vote? Uh, that, that's a whole other topic, right, for another show. But it's uh, <laughs> but my point is it's it's continued to grow. And I think that. Uh, as long as you guys can keep the staff and, and talent, there'll be enough we've, customers. We've been fortunate. I mean, most of our management staff, you know, I, I would say a half dozen people have been with us for 10 years or more. Mm. Um, and that's, that's not easy to do, but it's, you know, it's environment and, and hanging on as far as the restaurant business as a whole. I mean, it, it is a very transient, you know, business and people come and go and, um, you know, the more stuff that opens up, it, it thins the herd, but, you know, I think it's good for the for the city in the long run. I, I do too, and yeah, I think we're really fortunate that the, at the Regan Manifesto that a lot of our staff have been there for for many years as well, and yeah. we have probably yeah, less sense. turnover than the average bar and restaurant. Yep. But when we do, we have that 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 person that's that's been you know reliable, consistent, hardworking, great employee for five years. You know, move on. Finding that replacement is is such a challenge. It's a challenge, you know, and it's uh, it. it it, it speaks to a lot of different things, but one of the things that I think is kind of cool about what's happening when I think when I look at uh, specifically the, uh, the bar side of the business, right? Bartend the bartenders as a profession and as an industry has come so far oh, yeah. in Kansas City over the last ten years that Thanks, ten Ryan. years ago, <laughs> it's amazing to, to see how it's blown up now, and, and there's a really concerted group effort. Uh, to further our industry and, and, uh, and make it more of a profession, yeah. you know, make it more of a seriously considered uh, career choice. And now we're starting to see people move to Kansas City, you know, in, that, that are working in bars, that relocating to KC to, uh, be a bartender or open a bar mm-hmm. or that kind of thing, which 10 years ago that would have been that completely been unheard of. 
What yeah. What's one thing that is missing that we need? But that you guys, if you could, if you were given a, a billion dollars tomorrow, you would say, <laughs> or a million dollars, whatever. I'm thinking in mayoral terms here. If your city was given, if 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 the restaurant industry here was given, uh, whatever, a certain amount of money, unlimited to do something, what do you think? Like would, a project, or whatever, a project. Uh, 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 what are we missing? What do we need? What do we need Con- to compete? Like a concept. Yeah, like what what's something that we could that would really take Kansas City to the next level that you guys maybe couldn't do because of manpower. But if you think if we, ha- if we could major wait, uh, have a magic wand to do whatever, do you, do you want like an esoteric answer or like Ooh, a anything, concept? anything, anything, <laughs> give me both. I'll take either. I'm, I just like to, oh, I don't know. Ryan, you get to go first. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that, uh, the hotel bars and hotel restaurants yeah, yeah. in other cities, uh, really, uh, really have a leg up on us in, in that in that specific category mm-hmm. you go to new york you go to chicago you go to other other city, london yeah you know um industry folk you know people chefs and, and bartenders and people that work in the industry they hang out at at hotel bars and it's the hotel bars that are like really pushing i thought it was only po- i thought it was things. only politicians that, <laughs> you go to so, these conferences and they always want to hang out in the hotel bar i mean some of the some of the best new bars in the world opening up are being open in in hotels wow um and, and that's a lot something. of that is i think because they've got the resources to build stuff right, right you know i think that's been one of the biggest challenges um you know in kansas city versus and it's not anything to do with kansas city or its population but um like bigger cities bigger density you know, more young guys with money or young investors that are out there that are willing to help people open stuff. Mm. And it's, it's nothing to say about anybody here. It's just, this town isn't that big yet. Right. And I think it'll get there one of these days. So mm. density is interesting. That's an density, interesting point. Density is a uh, density is important. Yeah. And we, that's we one of the things, get Amazon, I guess. That's, that's one of the things right. with, <laughs> the, with the plaza um, is you, you have that built in density. Yes. With, with, with walkers and go. Yeah, I, we and, have, there is no such thing as walk, walking traffic at mission farms so or kind of maybe not the same even at westport because yeah, you guys no, are kind of on the website yeah yeah it's all so, cars right yep so that, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out yep for you guys well it's been yeah. exciting to have you on the show again colby uh Geralt's from a Bl- uh, blue and rye the founder the website for the for rye is ryekc.com it'll be opening up a new restaurant here uh, after thanksgiving in on the plaza right next to the jc nichols fountain right next to the uh P.F. Chang's over there in that kind of corridor, the oldest building on the plaza. Um, congrats on your success. I look forward to thank trying you. out the brunch that I've missed for a while at Blue Stem. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Ryan, maybe thanks for uh, thanks for sponsoring the show, for coming on to Guest Coast, and for uh, for uh, bringing on uh, Colby. Uh, this has been fascinating, and I'm glad we got to talk about a lot of different topics today. And thanks for bringing us the gifts, Colby. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking, looking forward to posting some photos here in a second. Thanks for joining us on the Grill Nation show. We'll see you again next week. Take care.